Sermon on the Mount that Jesus gave. So this, this is coming uh, from the mouth of Jesus. These are the words of Jesus. Uh, Matthew 5, 40 and 42. Let's read it together. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. In the name of Jesus. Isn't God good? Thank you for the word. Thank you for any first-time guests in the house. Thank you for being here today. I ask you to please fill out the Connect card, and we'd like very much to reach out to you, invite you back. We will not bombard you with communication, but we would like to share with you about special events and, and say thank you for being here. We're going to acknowledge you a little bit later in the service, and we even have a gift for you. Amen? So let's give God some praise. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Come on, say it with some energy. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You can be seated. We're on a series of messages entitled SOS. You know, save our souls, save our ship. You know, a, a distress signal that was, uh, that was fashioned uh, to be utilized uh, with Morse code, SOS, as a signal of distress. And But we're using it as an acrostic to describe uh, how service should be over self. Service over self. Somebody say that with me. Service over self. Amen. And uh, you say, well, you know, I serve. I, I, I make myself available. I, uh, I try to do some uh, altruistic, you know, some, some philanthropic, you know, you know some good, do-gooder stuff periodically. Amen. But... Uh, Service is more than just, you know, what you do periodically. Every now and then, the opportunity that you have to serve folk. Uh, service is a lifestyle, a way of life. Amen? Uh, where we become second or third or fourth and others are placed in higher regard than ourselves. Amen? Now, you know, we're saying, well, we're not, we're not I'm not selfish. Nobody wants to claim being selfish. But uh, uh, teachings from Scripture will show us that a lot of times, even when we serve, it's about us. Amen. We want the applause. We want the plaudits. We want the acknowledgement. We want the recognition. You know, we want to be seen and recognized. So, so sometimes, even when we serve, it can be about us. It can be about me. Amen, somebody. So, so God wants us to have the right motivation, the proper inspiration, the proper intent, amen, for doing what we do. So he lays out, first of all, you know, he demonstrates it. He epitomizes it. He's an example of service. You know, the, the great example how he washed the disciples' feet, how he takes up a basin and water and a towel, and uh, he takes on, relegates himself to the posture of a slave, a servant, and ministers to his disciples. One disciple said, no, don't do that. You know, I, I, you know, he said, well, look, if you, don't, if you don't allow me to do this, you can't experience the kingdom. And, and then Peter said, well, watch me all over. Amen? In other words, I want to experience the kingdom. I want 
to experience your best. I want to be blessed, praise God. And then Jesus, in other instances, goes on to say, I didn't come uh, to be served. I came to serve. Amen. I came to seek and to save that which was lost. I came to see about the least of these. I came uh, to, 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 to do a service. And in doing that service, we're blessed. And in our text today, uh, Jesus is saying, listen, it's more than just doing the bare minimum. Service is about being lavish and extravagant, going the extra mile. You know, Jesus coined that phrase. It's, it's, a, it's a phrase that, uh, that's used in the common vernacular now, to go the extra mile. Amen, to go the second mile. But there's a history to that, to that term. Amen. And the history was that there was an imperial law uh, during this first century uh, that in the Roman government empire was in control and they were, you know, known for the first builders of significant roads, over 50,000 miles of roads were built. Amen. And uh, in that old saying that all roads lead to Rome, so as they conquered, ter conquered territories, they would build roads that came back to Rome. You know, so these arteries, these roads, these, these highways were built basically, uh, and, and, and basically the first system of this kind, uh, the first modernization to a certain extent, where cities and towns and, were connected, amen? And at each mile, uh, for their measurement of a mile, it was 1,000 paces. Uh, you know, our measurement is uh, 1,500 and something, 1,520, you know, uh, the amount of yards. So their mile was a little shorter than our mile. But they had these guide stones every mile. Every mile, there would be a guide stone. The guide stone would talk about distance. It would talk about destination. You know, kind of like what our roads, modern roads do now. We have signage out there on the road. We have uh, markers out there on the road, and those markers mean different things. Amen. In this instance, there was such a thing as the milestone. And any Jewish man or boy was required to carry, if asked, if tapped by the sword, by the spear, they, they'll be on their horse or, or walking, and they would tap with the spear. Any Jewish boy or man was required to carry uh, the uh, Roman soldiers' luggage or baggage, I mean, or armament for one mile. Amen? So you got to carry it for one mile. Amen? And Jesus, in this, in, this, in this Sermon on the Mount, he says, look, if they ask you to go one mile, go two. Amen? Go the extra mile. Go the second mile. Don't don't just do the bare minimum. Now, you can imagine, you know, folk weren't happy about that one mile. <laughs> Frustrated, resentful. You know, this is, a, this is not equitable. This is unfair. Amen. At any point, someone could interrupt me. I'm, 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 I'm working on my own job. I'm working on my own, in my own fields. I'm working... In, on my own property. I'm working, you know, in my own professional vocation. I'm busy. I'm active. I'm engaged. And then somebody can just tap me, and now I'm walking a mile with their stuff, carrying their stuff. Not my stuff, their stuff. 
And so, you know, so, 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 so I can imagine that some resentment had already built up about this policy. It's an unfair policy. But isn't it intriguing that Jesus didn't address the policy? You know, you would think, Jesus, the, the, he epitomizes righteousness. And you would think the thing that he would address is the unfair policy of having these innocent folk carry, uh, you know, your stuff for a mile. That's not what he addresses. He addresses the fact that your attitude is bad about the law. Amen. And you are not serving with the right spirit, with the right heart. You know, you make an assessment. The law is the law. He said, we're not going to fight against the law. That's not why we're here. We're here to clean up your attitude. Amen. To make sure that you have the right spirit in what you are engaged in doing. To make sure that you have the right heart. To make sure that you evidence compassion and love and sacrifice and service. Amen. That's what's vital. That's what's significant. That's what's important to me. Amen. Not how unreasonable this demand is. Not how unfair it is. Amen. Some of us be like, carry your own stuff. Amen. I'm not a servant. I'm not subservient to you. Amen, somebody. And, and, and so there was a certain amount of tension and duress and stress that's in the air. They're being interrupted and they're feeling like they're less than. Amen. I, I mean, if I'm required to carry somebody else's stuff, then that puts me in a servant, slave-like position. I'm lesser than. Amen. But Jesus always says that it's better to be at the bottom. He inverts the whole formula about status. You know, he even says it's more blessed to give than to receive. Now that don't make good walking around sense. Amen. But he inverts the formula. His economy is not like ours. Service in his mindset it is strong and will only make you stronger. Amen, somebody. Some folk are looking to be, do the bare minimum. Well, Jesus says, look, I, don't, I, don't, I want you to do more. Somebody say more. I want you to be more engaged. I want you to be more active. I, I want you to be more involved. I want you to be willing to give more of yourself. I want you to be ready, willing, and able to participate. I want you to have some skin in the game and get involved. Amen, somebody. So these guidestones, you can imagine, they're like, I, I know exactly where that guidestone is, where the mile marker is when you're coming through my territory. And I'm dropping your stuff the moment. <laughs> Amen. But Jesus pushes against that. It's almost like when Jesus says, you know, when, when somebody slap you, Turn the other cheek. Amen, somebody. You know, and, and the way it's, it's it, the way it's in scripture is that is that uh, that basically, you know, it's a backhand slap. It, you know, it ain't it ain't like this. It's like, bam. You know, and then. Then, you, then he said, now turn the other cheek and bam. <laughs> you know? Now, now, now you have to understand, you know, that backhand slap is more disrespectful than the fronthand slap. <laughs> you understand? 
So you gain some more, st- you gain some status when he come back the other way. <laughs> you gain status. Amen. At first, that's that's a slave, that, that's a slave lick right there. You know, this is this is a free man's lick. <laughs> I'm just telling y'all the truth in love. <laughs> Amen. Jesus says, hey, turn the other cheek. And in turning the other cheek, you regain your status. You're no longer a slave, you're free. Hmm, didn't think about it that way, huh? I'm trying to give you freedom. You, you think you're losing respect, you're actually gaining respect. Amen? In service, you're not losing respect, you are gaining respect. In giving of yourself and sacrificing on behalf of others and thinking more highly of others than you do of yourself, amen, that's powerful in the sight of Almighty God. And he's looking for us to show up. Somebody say, show up. Get invested, get involved. Amen. You know, it's not a good feeling doing someone else's chores. Amen. Y'all knowing your own job. That, uh, you know, that's the reason they write these job descriptions. Can I get a witness in the house? You know, to make sure that we don't cross-pollinate. That's my job. This is your job. I ain't doing your job. I got my job to do. Amen. Well, Jesus said, let's get rid of all that mindset, your job and her job and his job. Let's get involved in the job. Amen. Stop differentiating and delineating out what part of this is yours and what part is mine and how far I'm going to go and how far I'm willing to go and I ain't going any farther than that. That's my job. No, no, no. As a Christian, we cross lines. Amen, somebody. Just wonder if you just decided on your job, you know, I'm going to stop thinking about that. I'm going to do my job and then if something else crosses my path, I'm going to do that too. I'm going to help. I'm going to assist. I'm going to be a blessing to other people. You realize the impact that we would make? You realize the impression that we would make if we didn't make these lines of demarcation, these lines of division between what I'm willing to do and what others are willing to do and, and, you know, and counting it and calculating it and analyzing it, amen? And then we get bogged down in the paralysis of analysis. Amen? Stop analyzing. Stop trying to count the cost. Stop trying to minimize your investment. Stop trying to do the bare minimum. Amen, somebody. Christians should be the best workers on the job. You know, we shouldn't be known for laziness, being lethargic, being, you know, missing in action. Amen, somebody. Where's so, you ever had that employee that just always seemed to disappear? A co-worker that, where they at? It seems like when the work is hot and heavy, that's when they're gone. And where, where they at? What, where they went? They went to the bathroom again? They're down, they're down, they're down in the other part of the building. Where, where, they found somewhere to duck, dodge, hide, incognito. Amen. That's not us. We're in the fray. We're in the midst. We're involved. We're investing. We're, we're there. We're not ducking and dodging. We're ready to serve. Amen. To the glory of Almighty God. So I serve others as if I'm serving God. Amen, somebody. So, so the job description, yeah, it's a guideline, but, but it's, it doesn't limit me in what I can do and how I can get invested and involved in, in what God wants me to do. Amen. And so Jesus says, go the second mile. Not, this is, that's not like the world. 
The world would say, no, 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 I've done my part. That's my part. The rest is yours. So, so why would we cross over like that? Well, Jesus said cross over because if you stop counting the cost, I can bless you. If you start trying to calc- stop trying to calculate how much energy you got, I don't got enough energy to do that and that. Stop calculating energy. Amen, somebody. You know, because actually the more energy you spend, the more energy you have. Amen, somebody. So, so here we are calculating energy and calculating what it's going to take and how, what's the minimum investment that I can make. And as a result, we're limiting ourselves. God says, I want you to represent me. He said, I want you to be light in the world. Let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify not your, you, but glorify the Father who's in heaven. He says, That's, I want your light to be shining. I want you to light up the world. Light it up. Light up the, the area that you occupy. Light up your job. Light up you know, your neighborhood. Light it up, praise God, with, with this vivacious spirit of joy and helpfulness and service. Amen? So, so it's akin to radical grace. You know, Jesus was radical in his, dispens- in his dispensing of grace. So we need to do the same, be radical in our dispensing of grace. People don't deserve a lot of times for us to get engaged and get involved and go the extra mile. But when we do, we become a blessing. And then they see, get a glimpse of what God is really like, that God is a blesser that God is merciful, that God is full of grace, that God is available, that God is accessible, that God is there to serve. And we represent him through our service. Amen. There's another instance in scripture where somebody was compelled to do something. Simon of Cyrene, the word of God says he was compelled, he was forced to carry the cross of Jesus. Amen. He didn't have a choice. You know, he just was compelled. He was forced. He But we have a choice in the matter. We can either decide to get involved or we can decide to be on the sidelines. Amen. And what he's trying to to get us ready for is to carry more and carry stronger and longer. Amen. Carry more, not less, more. Somebody say more. more. Am I willing to carry more? Am I willing to empty? My gun, you know, in basketball, these the scorers, the prolific scorers, you know, if they're in a game, and even if they're off, they'll recommend to the to, to the showing up scorers, they say, listen, keep shooting, because it's a higher percentage of you that you for you in that you are a scorer, that you're gonna get, you know, you're gonna get hot, you're gonna, you, you, you know, you're gonna get your accuracy gonna come back, you're gonna start hitting those shots. So they say, well. Don't, don't even worry. Shoot your gun until your bullets are gone. Amen, somebody. Keep shooting. Amen. And so, 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 so likewise, God is calling us to keep shooting. Amen, somebody. You know, don't start saying, well, I've done enough. No, no. Keep shooting. Keep active. Keep engaged. Keep participating. Go the extra mile. Amen. Ser- service over self working for others, make sure that you're emptying yourself. Amen? Are you emptying yourself? I'm talking about access. Jesus is talking about, in this Sermon on the Mount, blessed are 
such and such a person because they get this. Blessing of this person because they get this. Blessing. He's talking about blessing. This is the blessing pack passage. Amen. He's talking about how you get blessed. By stop counting the cost. By stop analyzing who, who I'm going to serve, who I'm going to help. Be available and be, let, just let it out lavishly. You know, rejoice in the Lord. Ministry is one of the things that we, as a moniker we said we're going to rejoice. You know, that means uh, also excellence and extravagance and lavishness. We, we're going to do it, you know, strong and hard. And we, we're going to do it basically, you know, in such a way where it's the extra mile. Rejoice. Amen. Isn't that praise? That's praise, right? That's not worship. It's praise. It's a difference, you know. Worship is like on your knees, you know, bowing down. I'm worshiping. You know, it's, it's serene and it's holy. It's, 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 uh, it's reverent. Amen, somebody. But praise is yes. Thank you. It's loud. It's, it's assertive. Amen. It's active. It's, you know, it's hallelujah. Hosanna. Praise. Thank you. Amen, somebody. So, 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 so praise is a little bit of difference. Amen, somebody. And we ought to know the difference when we come up in here. Do you know which song is doing what? One song that they sing is about praise and thanksgiving. That's when we're supposed to be wired and fired up. Amen. That's when we're supposed to be active and hands raising. Amen. Nobody even got to tell you to get loud. You just get loud because it's time to say yes. Thank you. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And there's power in that. Somebody said, well, I'm, I'm more subdued and laid back. It don't take all of that. Amen. I, you know, I saw some of y'all at basketball and football games. Amen, somebody. You act like you ain't got no energy. Whoa, did you see that play? That's praise. Man, did you see that catch? That's praise. Praise got some energy and some enthusiasm to it. It's some excitement. So you got to gin up your imagination for praise. You got to think about what can I be thankful about. So in the moments of praise, you need to get excited and say, thank you. Amen, somebody. Somebody say, well, did I bring a Bible? I thought I brought a Bible up here. Uh, yeah, let me see. Uh, Isaiah 61. I'm going to give you, I'm going to go a little bit deeper with this. Amen, somebody. Because I think this is one of these areas that we got to do better on. Amen, somebody. Uh, it, it, I'm talking about the extra mile, right? So, so how am how I going to go the extra mile in my praise, in my worship, in my thanksgiving, in my giving, in my service? Amen, somebody. How do I satisfy God? Satisfy God. Amen. So Isaiah 61 is where I'm going. This is the passage where Jesus, he, he, he quotes from this passage when, as his, as his uh, marching orders for why he's here. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty of the captives and open him the prison to that which is bound. Amen. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort our all that mourn. And the, verse three, to appoint 
unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes. Amen. This is what God is talking about blessings. The oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, the garment. So, so praise is something you got to put on. Amen, somebody. The garment of praise. And guess what it, mess, guess what it deals with? Praise helps you deal with depression, being stressed out, being strained. Amen, somebody. Being melancholy and bluesy. Praise, praise kickstarts your system out of that mindset. So if you don't praise, you're going to stay a little in a, in a funk. Amen, somebody. God wants you to be out of that. So you come here and you praise God and you praise God every day of your life. You thank God with enthusiasm every day of your life. You have a litany, a list of things that you're ready to praise and thank God about because it is the garment. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called trees of righteousness and planted of the Lord that he might be glorified. Amen, somebody. I'm talking about how we go the second mile in the way we worship and in the way we praise. How we can go the second mile even in how we give. Amen, somebody. You know, uh, I, I got this little write-up. Brother Cecil gave it to me this morning. It says, do you know that if, if 100 people were in the world, 70 of them do not know Jesus? 70 out of 100. So almost... Uh, three-fourths of the world does not know Jesus for the free part of this. 30 of them are white and 70 are some other color. Amen? 51 are women and 49 are men. Sorry about that, ladies. It's, we already got a little deficit. 51 men, women, 49 men. Amen? Then it says, 80 live in substandard housing with no water, electricity, or roof over their head. 50 are malnourished. They don't get the amount of healthy food in order to be healthy. 30, over, 30 are over the age of 15 and can't read. Amen. One is under the age of 10 is dying of malnutrition because they, they don't have adequate food to eat. Six and a half of the world's wealth belongs, I mean, it's out, of, out of that hundred, six, they own over half the wealth of the world. Six people. You know, if you do it percentage-wise. So that's, all the money's in the hands of a few people. Amen, somebody. Now, how do we spend money as Americans? There's another breakdown. So, if you made $42,000 a year, 34% is for your housing. You pay your house, your rent, you know, your mortgage, your utilities, your upkeep, so forth and so on. 9% on health, doctor's visits, surgeries, medicines, insurance. 20% uh, on personal wants and cares, entertainment, education, tobacco, alcohol, have mercy, Lord, clothes, haircuts, pedicures, vacations. 17% on food, dining out, groceries and snacks. Amen. So these first categories are house, Health, stuff, and stomach. <laughs> Amen. And then 17% on vehicles, you know, payments, repairs, fuel, etc. 
So that's, guess how much of, that in, of your income is on that? 97%. We ain't mentioned giving yet. 97%. And, and these percentages have nothing to do with how much money you make. So you could make $300,000, and this is how you would cut it up. <laughs> you could make 100000 this is how you would cut it up. Amen, somebody. Matter of fact, there was a study done of a church in, uh, I think it was Arizona, and the church was in a very affluent area, and the, the average income of the person in the church was $80,000 a year. Amen. But they also found out that the people each year were spending $94,000. So basically, they were spending $14,000 a year above their income. Guess where that went? Credit cards. So, the, un, the, the person that's not a Christian, out of that 3%, how much do you think they give to something? They're not even a Christian. Out of the 3%, they give 2%. They give 2% to something. Guess how much the Christians give on average? We, we did make it the whole 3%. <laughs> Amen. In some communities, this ratio is different, but I'm talking about generosity. Built is not built into our culture. Our culture is built and designed to spend to the height, to the top of our income. Amen. And if we don't reverse this, we can't go the extra mile because ain't nothing left. Amen, somebody. If we, if we follow this pattern, nothing ever going to be left. If we don't have a money problem. We got a spending problem. We got a debt problem. We got a mindset problem. We got a, got a covetous problem, a hoarding problem, an accumulation problem, an avarice and greed. That's a part of the culture. You know, to just get more and more and more and more and got, and got to get the best, the latest, the greatest. Amen, somebody. And so that mindset will not allow you to be lavish and extravagant and to ever be a giver. So we have to change the equation, change the ratio, not follow the crowd, go against the grain in order to go the second mile. And then began to experience some joy and some, and some, and some blessings and some, and some hope, praise God, as a result of lining up with God's will for our lives. These ratios have to change. We, we're not even a saving culture anymore, not investing culture. The culture is primarily just spending. So we got to get to some savings, we got to get to some investing, we got to get to the giving. According to God's word, it ought to be 10% plus. I said plus. Plives and offerings, amen somebody. But too often, we're not ready to give our hearts to the extra mile. Uh, we're ready just in many instances to do the bare minimum. And God is calling us to do more. Somebody say more. Amen. Jesus laid his life down for us. Isn't that lavish sacrifice? Isn't that extravagant what he did? How he bled out for us, gave his life on the cross, died that ignominious death on that cross to take the sin burden and death off of you and I so that we might have a right to the tree of life, so that we might experience heaven, so that we might be bought with a price, so that we might become the living sacrifices that he wants us to become on his behalf. He says in the word, if any man would come after me, let them deny themselves, take up the cross daily and come after me. Amen. So, so, so we're called to, to, to carry burdens. In Galatians 6, 2, it says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. That's, that's the heart of giving. That's the heart of service. That's the heart of caring. That's the heart of compassion. That's the heart of love.
to be willing to give, praise God, and climb my ear to your testimonies and not to selfish gain. Psalm 119, 36 and 37, turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways, in your will, in your word, according to your directives, according to your instruction, according to your wise counsel. Let me follow after you, no turning back. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. So, so God is calling us to serve, to give, to invest, to care, to, to, to make room in our lives every day to respond, be responsive to him first, praising him, amen, loving him, in spirit and in truth, the word of God says. So bringing that enthusiasm to our worship and to our praise, to our devotional life, but also bringing a willingness to serve and bless others to our everyday existence and lifestyle. Listen to this, Matthew 16, 24, and Jesus told his disciples, if anyone, anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up the cross and follow me. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. So the word says, don't be weary in doing good, for in due season, amen, you do not give up. So then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone. It didn't say some people, everyone. And then it says, especially to those who make up the household of faith. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. So God is a good God that that calls us into this life of generosity, this life of service, this life of kindness, this life of compassion. He calls us, amen, out of the darkness, and he calls us into his marvelous light. Won't you stand all over the house? He's calling you and I. Come. And this is what he says about the burden. He says, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden. Amen. He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In other words, what you do for me, it won't put more stress on you. It will de-stress you. It won't put more pressure on you. It will bring you out from under the pressure. Amen. It won't, you know, the inconvenience of it, it won't burden you. It will bless you. It won't burden you. It will bless you. Somebody say, I want to bless life. Y'all know you want to bless life. Just say it out loud, real enthusiastic. I want to bless life. I want to bless life. Amen, somebody. We're going we to have to get this praise mindset better. Praise is good news. I, I, so if I, if, I, if I say something like that, I want to have some, I want to bless life. Amen. Amen. And so, 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 so God saying, this is, this is 101, course 101 about a blessed life. A heart of service. A heart pulsing and palpitating to say, how can I meet a need? Amen. How can I be a blessing? And he says, when you become this blessing, you are then blessed. Amen. So when some folk claim, well, I'm blessed and highly favored. Amen, somebody. That's not just a declaration, a dec decree and declare. Amen, somebody. That's a lifestyle that leads to being blessed, being added to. Amen. And God wants to add to all of us. Somebody say, thank you, Lord, for your many blessings, for your loving kindness, for your tender mercies, for your grace extended, for your love for us, for your sacrifice, 
We lift and love and magnify you for all that you've done and all that you're doing. We bless your holy name. And as a result of being blessed, I want to be a blessing. Anybody blessed in the house? Anybody? I'm blessed. Amen. Fred Hammond would say, I'm blessed in the city. Amen. I'm blessed everywhere. Just blessed. Amen. So here we are, blessed. For what reason? To be a blessing. And the more I become a blessing, the more I become usable and ready to be blessed, even more so by God. He opens doors that no man can shut. He shuts doors that no man can open. You never know when you might need a door open. You never know when you might need a door closed. Amen. When he protects you and vindicates you and blesses you and protects you, he closes doors. But he also opens doors. Amen. Through his supernatural intervention. So it's just a life of service. He said, I want you to be a servant, a servant, a server, a server, a server. Servant's mindset. I want to invite somebody to connect with the church today to make a decision for Christ today. To say, here I am, Lord, I'm yours, I'm your child. I want to acknowledge it. And you can do it publicly. You can say, excuse me, to the person near you and next to you. You can come out into these aisles and come forward and say, here I am, Lord. The word of God says, if you acknowledge me before men, I will acknowledge you before my Father who's in heaven. So opportunity has been availed to you right now to make a choice, to make a decision, to step forward, to come forth. There's a blessing in the walk, in the journey. And we invite you to get on the journey. You may be new in our community. You may be seeking a church home. We invite you to get on the road with us, to go the extra mile with us. Amen. For stamina to be built up, maturity to occur, for growth in the faith and in faithfulness to occur in our lives. But it starts with that first step. So make the step today. Come forward today. Step out on faith today. Let him have his way in you today. Don't put this off. Don't procrastinate. Don't delay. Come now in the name of Jesus. You can also fill out the connect card. There's a place for you to just fill out and say, I want to be a member. I want to be a partner. And you can give that to an usher or a greeter or myself. But we want to invite you to come in the name of Jesus. Every heart praying. We're going to worship for a few moments, and you are invited. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Is there another in the name of Jesus? Jesus. Come on, lift him up, lift him up, lift him up. He walks with us. He talks with us. Tells me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for decisions today. 
on, lift him up, lift him up, lift him up. No mountain can stop. He knows my name. Holds my hand. Thank you, Lord. 